It's time to take a deep breath, a little deeper, and settle in with your host, Genesee, starting right now on the Wellness Hour on Karma Radio. Karma Radio. This is Genesee, your host for the next hour. I started just a few seconds early today and I am, I am in a place of open receptivity on the drive over here. Let me turn my voice down a little. On the drive over here, um, I was getting so much information. We call these downloads. I've talked about this on the show before. And so a download or what I would call a download, how you might describe this to a friend, a partner, um, somebody you talk to about about your life <laughs> is um, when you have an idea, right? But for me, I switch my verbiage, um, which is very important when we talk to ourselves um, internally or when we talk to other people. Words have meaning and words matter. And so when I explain um, an idea, an idea to me comes from the left brain and um, and. Uh, I guess it doesn't. Uh, most ideas, those kind of light bulb moments, um, are intuitive in nature. And so instead of calling it an idea, because to me that's a lower vibrational way to explain uh, what is coming through you, I like to say it's a download because to me that means there's something greater at work and it taps more into the right brain, the holographic brain, the brain that's not in a uh, reviewing the past or analyzing the future moment and then constructing ideas on how to attain certain things. We just jumped right in, didn't we, this Friday? And so on the drive over here, I was having some downloads about this show and my husband, as as divine universe usually works, my husband at the same time I was having these downloads texted me and asked, so what's the show about today? And I responded back as uh, as a bad driver and texted him right back and said, that's exactly what I am pulling through right now and having these downloads about. And the interesting thing, though, is that when a download comes through, and again, I'm going to preface the shows we've done before, um, probably show 16 or 15, somewhere around there, um, as downloads come through, they're almost, uh, um, they're expansive in nature and, uh, they kind of come in like, a, a, ping, a ping pong ball or what's the other, I'm trying to, what's that machine? The pinball, <laughs> it's a pinball machine. And it's as if your left and right brain is kind of the toggles that are flipping that ball back and forth. And you're trying to make sense of and analyze what that download is through the left brain, but your right brain is kind of staying open and expanding that either clairvoyantly, which is through imagery in your head or through other uh, expansive connections that I, that uh, that download comes in with. And so this this uh, pinball of a download was kind of rattling through my head and it was interesting because there were a few people that popped into my head as I, I started to understand what I was getting clear about talking today, talking to everybody about. And um, so let me just start with what, I, what I'm hoping to maybe uh, talk about, bring more clarity to, and um, I love this because to me, uh, those beautiful Eastern philosophers uh, that give us all those amazing um, kind of, uh, what do you call them, um, tidbits of wisdom, right? Uh, this is to me how I'm going to explain this. So where we stand on the mountain dictates uh, our experience in life, right? And I'm sure we could kind of word that a bit better to give it that beautiful Eastern philosophy flow, you know, something to the effect of if the clouds are clear on a sunny day and your position on the mountain is just right, you'll see life in a new way. Or so, you know, something that's kind of like a haiku in nature um, and paints a picture of, of, of this esoteric concept. And so this has been a big a big um, component of what I've, I when I was asked to Mount Shasta, a lot of what I was speaking 
on there was about what I want to kind of dive deeper and uh, give more probably tangible um, tangible ways to work this concept. But um, this is basically to me multidimensionality. And so when we say that, people immediately tune out <laughs> because how do we even wrap that beautiful left brain around the term multidimensional? Um, I'm sure you can have a, a certain image come to your mind. Let's just see if we can do that. When I say you are multidimensional, how do you see that? <laughs> I see myself as a spider inside of a web, and you've heard me explain that before. And uh, there are other uh, co constructs here or images that I can paint for you. And my favorite one um, is this standing on the mountain. So um, everything that I have found in trying to break down these esoteric concepts into a understandable, digestible <laughs> um, concept for us is we have to explain things almost in a linear way. And that takes multidimensionality right out of the picture because to me, multidimensionality is, um, it's, ex it's expansive. And, and a lot of times it's this uh, spiral in on itself and um, and <laughs> when we talk about raising our frequency or becoming more conscious or uh, being more sensitive more clairvoyant more psychic whatever these words are you want to use or just happier in life right is what it all boils down to uh, to me when I see this when I explore this when I tap into this in a in a um, personal way everything becomes more and more minute within me and so uh and so the the highest levels of consciousness to me are the most still uh aspects of the um, resonance i can tap into within myself so when i am in complete coherence right when everything is in uh, in sync within me within my energetic field my mind body and uh and emotions and then we can say soul high self all these other other components of that that you then tap into everything when i am in alignment it becomes just so still so accessible it's as if all of all of the holes are aligning into in the holes go from bigger to smaller to smaller to smaller like a, te a telescope and it's looking within and it finds that singular point of resonance that not only lies within me but that lies and and resonates within all of you and so to me it's this inward journey of finding that still point that is the resonance between all of us so to me that's multi-dimensionality but how do you start to paint that in a picture and the only way and i listen to so many people who do a really great job at explaining this and um but we all have to and you can even watch watch this video when it gets posted on the youtube channel or on the website but um i constantly do things outside of myself when i'm talking about the bodies i'll I'll reference the physical body and I'll put my hands right around my ears and then I'll say the emotional body and I'll go, you know, six inches out from that and kind of hold my hands outside of my shoulders and then I'll say the mental body and I'll stretch my hands out like I'm making a touchdown sign for football and then, you know, spiritual body and I almost point to the corners of the room. And so, you know, when we explain these bodies or the chakras, when we explain chakras, we'll talk about heart chakra being in the heart and then throat chakra being in the throat and then third eye in the in the um, forehead area and then crown and we put our hands six inches above our head and and then we keep going higher seventh eighth ninth uh tenth chakra how you know however um expansive and what what lineage of chakra theory you want to talk about so we constantly draw these pictures of of these different energetic understandings and we we have to do it in this linear way where we're showing people where these things are in the vertical plane or in the horizontal plane where these things fall. And um, although it helps people to understand um, and see clearly that there's a point of difference between these things, um, because how am I going to show you everything internal here inside my own being? Um, it's a bit, it creates a bit of disillusion to me because then we're constantly thinking in these linear constructs. And so, uh, to me, I have been using this, where are you standing on the mountain is the expression that I've been using to try and explain how we can all be experiencing this 
this complete co-creating, this complete uh, sovereignty, this complete, which is like our word of the month, if you've been listening to me on other channels, um, or you, or, um, this can also explain how conscious you are, right? And so anyways, so this, this aspect of where you stand on the mountain, to me, if, if, um, if you can envision yourself just climbing a mountain, and if you get to that, that first plateau where you are just now kind of in line with the treetops, and, or let's just even go back a step further, where you're just right within that um, canopy of the trees. And you, you can't yet see the tops of the trees, but you're intermixed with the leaves and the whole canopy region of the trees, right? And it feels different than being on the ground and looking up and not being able to see or be the leaves and experience that. There's one reality when you're standing at the base of the mountain and looking up and all you can see is the trunk of the tree next to you. You can reach out and touch it. And then you can kind of look up and see where the canopy lies. Um, and you can't even yet see how tall the mountain is because we're at the base and this is a heavy redwood type forest <laughs> we're in here. And so this to me is the first initiation and I'm going to use the Buddhic terms here for the levels of initiation and, and don't think that there's anybody outside of yourself that is challenging you with these levels of initiation. It's not like some divine order that you're having to pass a test on. This is simply your own, um, your own moments of awareness and what you're willing to step into as a conscious person. And so this first level of initiation is deciding that we even want to climb the mountain to see what lies beyond, right? So uh, what we would say if we're using the word unconscious is that um, a lot of the uh, unhappiness, the density, the disease, the trauma that a lot of humans go through um, would be the fact that they are at ground level and they have yet to want to look at the mountain and see the mountain for more than than just what lies at that that basically the base camp or the the foot of the mountain and so they stay um, they stay where they are never choose to climb the mountain right so as soon as an individual wants to explore and decides to start climbing that mountain they enter the first level of initiation and in your life this is when you first question your consciousness and you can do this from a clear point of perspective and what that means is you can simply one day uh, wake up and have lived in that as we call it the hamster wheel of life and you have been clocking in clocking out of life kind of that 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. cycle and you one day realize wait a minute there's got to be more to this and so you start to question who you are why you're here and what your purpose is and we can all do this through much different ways it doesn't have to be connected to a very esoteric uh, thought process but you could simply wake up one day and 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 this usually happens in chakra theory we say this usually happens right around third eye chakra which is in the developmental phase, oh gosh, what is six times seven? Oh, every man is probably, oh, poor, poor mathematics, right? 33 uh, So what is that, like 40, 41 or 42? I don't know. Um, <laughs> bad. I'm in a different, I'm in a right brain process here, not left brain right now. Um, my dad's going to text me in two seconds. Papa, text me and tell me what six times seven is. Um... So anyways, uh, third eye chakra starts to develop right at uh, whatever six times seven is, and then ends right at, I think, uh, 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 40, 42, oh my gosh. Okay, let me just do this. Slow down, we're gonna get very human here. So six times seven, 42. Oh, okay, good, I was. And then plus six is 48. So, um, so this is kind of the last developmental cycle. And again, we're gonna use this in a very linear context here, but when do we say um, people usually have their midlife crisis? And I've talked about this before. And that happens right around this last transitional cycle of our expansion into claiming our full 
authenticity here on this earth. And so um, if we hit this this age, 42 in life, and we have, and this is where third eye chakra starts to naturally awaken. And if we have not yet fully grasped the greater perspective of our consciousness here or why we're here, um, we start getting triggered by, it'll start with spiritual triggers, which are these divine data downloads that we talk about are these ideas that start popping into your head that are somehow outside of you but resonate with you. And then um, if we don't follow through with that, we start having these mental, uh, internal mental wars with ourselves. like, why am I still in this job? I could be doing some, I feel such a draw to be in my purpose or why am I still living in this, this city? I hate this city, I wanna get out. So we start then bringing this into our mental field and if we still ignore it we bring it into our emotional body and then we start holding emotional trauma usually it's density because if we're denying our purpose then we trigger it into density which means we start feeling um feeling stagnant or we can let's just use that um that purpose right if i'm in a dead-end job or i feel not inspired by my job anymore um, then emotionally, if I'm not listening to the trigger of this divine download telling me it's time to find my purpose work, then I'll, I'll start to bring that into my emotional body of feeling anxiety, feeling stressed, feeling um, maybe jealous of people who are living their purpose. Um, and so we start holding on to these kind of denser emotions, which should be triggering us that something's wrong on the different planes of our existence. Yet, a lot of people just say, oh, that's just me you know, wanting something I can't have and, and end up suffering with this, with this trauma and don't get out of it. And then it manifests into the physical body as an illness um, to wake us up. And then this is the second phase of how we can have this first initiation that inspires us to start climbing the mountain of our own life. And that would be if we have a crisis moment. And so how do we wake up? And how do we how do we get that first call, that first, how does our, how does our higher selves, how does our highest wisdom trigger us to start to become more of a conscious component of our own existence? And it's either through this, again, 42 is this starting into this kind of final leg of energetic development. And I was saying earlier, when do we uh, as a society in North America have labeled people into going into a midlife crisis and it's right around this 50 years old, right? Where you look back and and you go, oh my gosh, what have I done with myself or what have I done with my life? And people instantly trigger into these um, again, if we're in an ego phase, we'll trigger into these material world um, wants and needs to try and fill this emptiness that we have resisted um, in climbing that mountain or, or trying to figure out who we are on this kind of internal level. And so we sometimes seek outside of ourselves to fill that need that we're missing internally. And, um, and so that is kind of point Point one, and of course this can happen. I had my my moment when I was five years old, but I came into this world with with a very clear uh, chakra system and started fighting, having my midlife crisis at five. If you can um, imagine that, I'm writing about that in my rewrite of this first book that's supposedly due this September. Um, and so, you know, this can happen at any stage, depending on you know what our what our lesson plan is and what our path is supposed to be and how clear we are how uh, connected we are to moving through that path but it always happens and of course there are going to be different ways you can explain this but if you're comparing this to your own life and how you might experience this it's all about this first initiation this first wake-up call this first we call it the knees on the ground moment where we fully surrender to knowing that there's something greater than us that we haven't yet been able to put our finger on and we tap into this questioning moment where it's like, what am I doing? Why am I still here? Why am I feeling X, Y, and Z put any emotional, any physical, you know, level conditions to it? Uh, If you're experiencing 
um, trauma, disease, or discomfort, um, emotionally, the density you're holding, the baggage you're carrying, and you almost like turn around and look at your life in this detached perspective and say, what the heck have I created and why am I still repeating these patterns? And so, um, and again, that's a very conscious way to analyze that, but it could just be you know, what am I doing? Who am I? What am I? All these philosophical questions, right? Who am I? What am I? What is, what is this universe? What's my purpose? And so as soon as we have this moment, that's when we start to climb the mountain of life. And that's when things get really spirally and, and, and crazy, because as soon as you decide to seek uh, that which you truly are, the essence of you, it is like the wildest roller coaster ride of your life, <laughs> but it's it's also can be some of the most confusing points because you're gonna have to basically uh, run through all of this human conditioning, all of the the patterns and things that we've taken on from other people and and archetypes that we're playing roles to because we were told we had to be a certain way, and and it's really shedding all of these layers of of our of of society, of expectations, of things that we're not, to find out who we are authentically. And to me, that's the journey up the mountain. And so to go back to the first concept of multidimensionality, um, and there your head goes again, exploding, right? So to go back to that first concept, so walking the mountain, I'm giving you a vertical linear, right? Again, we're saying we're starting at a base, a base camp here, and we're supposed to ascend, right? And everybody's heard this word, the ascension, um, which is all great and good, but there is this concept of that means I have to be at the top of the mountain to be a completely divine, connected be who I'm supposed to be and that is so incorrect and that is what I I'm just gonna say hate about everything in this you know consciousness teaching it's um it's not about you know only when you're at the top of the mountain are you this divine perfect being you are the most divine perfect version of yourself when you're at the base camp in amongst the trees and the shadows and you know able to reach out and touch that that trunk of that big redwood next to you yet you have no clue about anything surrounding you that is you are as, as divinely connected and experiencing divine um, in that place that you are up on top of the mountain and to me this is where the multidimensionality comes in and so when, when we are, so now if you incorporate horizontal planes to this vertical plane, the mountain being the vertical plane, and as we ascend, basically as we walk up the mountain, hit the different plateaus, what we're doing is clearing a lot of that shadow or a lot of that density. So again, when we're underneath the, the canopy of the trees, there's so much shadow, right? The sun can't break through. And so all we're seeing is shadow right so everything's kind of twinged in darkness and and if the sun's really bright and it's noon you might get some glimmers of sun rays peeking through the leaves but it's it's a lot of times very hard to feel that warmth or to see the sun or to hold on for it to, for too long because you're under the shade of the trees and so this is like the perf perfect explanation as my words get taken from me this is the perfect explanation of the human experience because when we are standing on the ground level this is what we would call the physical plane of existence what you're dealing with is everything that you've um, you're basically only clear to this level and so now we incorporate this horizontal plane that's supporting us and this horizontal plane basically comes in and says you know you are still a product of the the foundation so take this as the family the society um those groups that you're connected into those people that you're resonating with the people that are surrounding you those belief systems that you hold you at this physical level of awareness are only as clear as basically the product of the society that you come from and so in that if you take a look at the people that are surrounding you the um, and go externally so it's everything external is, is going to be how you start to understand where you are on this mountain what horizontal plane you're seeing from on this mountain and so if you are experiencing life 
from this physical level under the canopy of the trees in the shadow, what's going to happen is you're going to be in resonance with so much of, of the kind of shadow product that you are immersed in. And it's not, again, it's not as if this is good, bad, or indifferent. It is indifferent. <laughs> it's the zero point. But it's not good and it's not bad. It's just where you're seeing. And and the only so in order to um, in order to see more clearly who you are at the core, you have to be able to see and feel into everything that surrounds you and know what is me and what is not me. And so a lot of times again we get triggered because we're in a level and we start to receive these downloads or like I said earlier, these ideas that are a lot bigger than us in a way just because it's not a way our brain has worked, right? Or it has, but we've kept pushing it off, kept pushing it off. So again, in these in these trigger moments, like I was talking about earlier, you receive this uh, this internal kind of thought form or this feeling that comes in and says, hey, who who am I? Why am I still doing this after 20 years? This doesn't, you know, you wake up one day and it's just like, I don't feel like I fit into this box anymore. And so, um, and so in that, and here we go, you're going to get lots of squeaking because I have to turn over the video. Um, so in that, we have to ask ourselves, um, basically, what is it that I am based, what am I surrounded by? So this is how we start to do, we call this mirror work or reflective work. Um, and knowing that everything that's surrounding you is something that you have bought into at some level. And this is all divinely aligned to basically help you understand who you, who you truly are. And so this is where I love basically exploring this multidimensional concept because we'll just move up the mountain here and as we start to clear our physical reality, which is basically everything that is happening outside of us and around us, when we start to feel that we're no longer in resonance or um, the things that are surrounding us like our job, maybe a partnership that we've been in, um, friendships that don't feel like they're um, that they're helping us to be the best versions of ourselves. Um, it could be the TV programming that you're watching. You watch the news and it makes you feel sick and it makes you question why these people can't, um, you know, speak about anything except, again, XYZ, whatever, whoever you're watching, Fox News or, or MSNBC, you know, you can insert, insert your propaganda on either one of those sides. So basically this is showing us the, the pendulum swing of what we're connected to. And so as you're standing under that canopy you're, and you start the first initiation and you're deciding now to walk up that mountain, basically what you're doing is getting more clarity on uh, who you are and what you're in resonance with. And so as we walk the mountain, we start to analyze in this first level of initiation what outside of us is basically not in resonance or not feeling like it should be a part of us. And this can even be, um, you know, again, watching that programming. I remember when I first started doing this, it was, um, it was, the TV programming. I remember watching when I first started taking a deep dive into meditation, it was all about um, basically going into this internal world <laughs> and behind closed eyes and doing a lot of deep work. And in that, um, in my external reality, I had to stop watching um, what was it at that time? Criminal Criminal Minds or something? I think somebody, um, my cousin was living with me and maybe we were watching Criminal Minds for a little while. And then I started taking a deep dive into meditation and it was like, I cannot watch this stuff because behind closed eyes, I am basically in contact with all this subconscious programming that's that's being downloaded to me from every level and layer. And when you go into a meditative space, um, it doesn't matter if it's if it's 
well, nothing ever matters if it's physical, right? We all know uh, from quantum physics that nothing's really even physical. But anyways, um, every it was as if everything that was being um, experienced in my 3D or this human reality was coming up as a component of things I had to work through in, um, in the subconscious worlds that I was dealing with. And so, and that was the first process of clearing myself through meditation was to really go into all of these um, more dense thought forms, these negative programs that I had been kind of, I'm going to use a word implanted with, but just had subjected myself to in my external reality. And so to have to deal with that behind closed eyes in a meditation um, and start to understand what I'm buying into, what I am programming myself with, uh, I immediately could not watch anything that was quote unquote like horror film negative um dense programming on television criminal minds anything that um was using kind of these like scare tactics or like went to the complete worst case scenario because that became an internal reality that i had to figure out am i am i buying into this frequency or am i gonna raise my frequency to understand that i'm the one in in power and control and so for you, this is, you know, in the same realm, If even if you're not meditating, um, as we start to go on that, that ascension up the mountaintop, you're going to start to look at these things in your external reality, again, back to career and your relationships and, you know, what you're spending your money on, right? So if something in your external reality right now is all about if you're all your Facebook feeds are about these trash islands and plastic consumption and um, and the plastic straws like killing our, our sea life and all of these things right so if that is your external reality and when you go to the store you start shaming yourself for buying a water bottle a plastic water bottle or um, taking one of those plastic tear-off bags to put your zucchini in, <laughs> whatever it is. Um, you know, this is how it starts to work. This is how we start to realize who we are on an internal level and how we're self-identifying and figuring out what it is outside of us that we've been patterned to. So in that circumstance, in that situation, it would be, you know, we, we grow up thinking that if I'm going to take vegetables out of the supermarket, I have to put them in this plastic bag that's provided and then put it in my cart because that's just the appropriate way that we're supposed to do this. And yet, now you think about it and with all of this amazing information we have, and this might not be your reality, but this is just one example. So, you know, for the person who's um, at, at their authentic core is this uh, advocate of sustainability, right? Then they're going to start being in um, entangled with this type of external reality. Things that are like this externally are going to start to pop up and they're going to start to then climb this mountain. And as they start basically uh, raising their frequency or clearing that physical world attachment, knowing there's something more, something greater that they're being called for, they start walking up that mountain as they start to get into the canopy of the trees. And now they're half in the light, half, you know, still within the shade of the beautiful trees. They're starting to really feel into where they've been fed or conditioned to be a certain way that is now out of alignment with their authentic or their most resonant source within them, right? This, this, single, this single seed of, of consciousness that resides within all of us. And so how do we figure out what that seed is? We simply engage in a present way in our life. And that's how we um, not only accept this first initiation level, but then start to move to the next plateau on that mountain where we start to then get triggered emotionally and um, back to that grocery store example. So the person who at, at their heart, at their core has come to the earth um, to help teach other people and humanity or even um, to just be an example of how we can live sustainably starts to 
basically go through these internal feelings and internal emotional struggle struggles because this is the second initiation or this next plane of awareness is this emotional body and so as we start to clear the physical and really get grounded into what we're co-creating what we're experiencing what we're allowing to be in our physical reality right so for me i chose um, before I started meditating to watch a show like Criminal Minds. And after I started meditating, I chose to stop all programming like that because I had yet to understand that I was the authentic power that could control what I aligned to. And so I was in this lucid space of not knowing if there were negative entities out there that could attack me on a different spiritual plane, which I do not believe in. As soon as you claim your sovereignty, I do not believe that is a reality that we align to. But in that lucid space of basically starting to come into my own power, I had to stop all external programming that was telling me that anything could take my power away because I was on a path of discovering that I am the ultimate power that controls my destiny. I'm the ultimate power that's co-creating this reality. And so for you, again, let's just say if you're the, um, the sustainability at your core, one of your core attributes is the sustainability, right? So externally, you're going to start to see how wasteful every aspect of this reality is and and before you understand what your authentic connection to that is you're gonna have to basically you go into a complete stop of everything external that seems wasteful and and this person might be that person in your life that is the extreme version of they're yelling at you for using straws they're you know they're the one getting the petition signed to sue waiters if they hand out straws right but that's that is the part of the process that they're in to figure out how they're bringing this concept to to earth and living their authentic connection to this and so we have to go to the extreme for me I had to completely cut out negative programming because I didn't want anything to scare me in my physical reality or in my mental reality when I did meditation for the sustainability person you know they they basically go to the extreme of I'm not going to use anything I'm going to compost everything I'm going to buy bags from you know, sustainable bags for all my friends and I'm going to shame people, you know, so we, we do these extremes for the, for the vegan, right? Or the person who like the, the healer, this is a construct. A lot of healers go through, um, in order to start to understand what's their emotions and what are other people's emotions. So you talk Reiki practitioner, you talk, uh, th this, uh, psychologist, therapist, doctor, I mean, label any kind of healer, you know, in your reality, um, mother, right? So in order to start to understand as they go through this first kind of initiation level, clearing from physical body to emotional body, raising that, that clarity on the mountaintop, one of the things they'll go through, the healers, is basically understanding what is my energy and what is everybody else's energy. And so one of the ways healers goes through figuring out what's mine and what's yours is they'll stop eating animal products and then they become this this advocate and again if we're going extreme extreme case um people will from vegan go into you know um like PETA and all of these all of these aspects of we cannot eat animals because when we ingest the animal we're ingesting their emotions and if the animals were treated poorly in captivity and you know and you mean you've seen some of these um some of these uh, behind the scenes in investigations where they go into the cow you know the cow um uh cattle i don't even know what it's called but where they're all lined up and um, and they're beating them and doing just horrific things and it's like you're ingesting that you're basically bringing that into your own body and ingesting that emotionality of what that animal is going through in its life experience and now you're going to bring that into your body and so at this first level of well between the first and second level of understanding who we are authentically we tend to we tend to swing our pendulum as far as we can to an a kind of an extreme version of what we need to figure out what I'm identifying with and so a lot of times if you figure out where you've gone into these extremes 
right? Or if it's, let's take it to a really simple level. If it's somebody who at work, they're starting to detach from their career and they're being downloaded with this purpose work and this purpose work is coming um, coming through very intensely and the person starts to detach and not not be engaged in their work environment anymore. And in that work environment, um, they start to, it's, it, so energetically, when we're supposed to be somewhere else, but we're not listening to that, what happens is we start then um, experiencing shifts in our physical reality that are gonna trigger us that it's time to go. And so this person might have a lot more um, interaction with people that's um, creating anxiety and tension and they're feeling like they're being um, there their power is being given away. They start drinking excessive amounts of coffee just to get through the day so that they can have enough sustainable energy, right? So they start finding these external stimulants. Maybe this person starts doing things outside of the job that is extremely stimulating. Maybe they get into drugs or alcohol or, um, or you know, um, I'm going to such like a, I'm going to the complete bad skill, like maybe they go pick up prostitutes and they go and do things that are complete extreme examples. So we can do this in a dense way. Um, extreme, extreme things to actually feel like they're living, right? And, or to numb what they're, they're receiving from whatever they're engaged in, in this, uh, in this physical reality. And so this happens to so many people. And, and this to me is, is it's still co-creating the most divine version, even though as humans, we like to label some of these things as positive or negative. To me, there's no, it's, it's indifferent. This is how, if we've, been, if we haven't been taught that that this is how life works and this is how we get triggered to move to the next because again we have you know from a very young age we're so programmed that we have to follow this system and we have to do things in this organized human way that basically um keeps us secure and keeps us protected and you know um follow follow the path of what the woman's supposed to do and what the man's supposed to do and you know even though we've we've kind of erased some of those dynamics we still have these constructs that you know to be successful you have to have a house and you have to have a family and you have to do this these are this is what we call this human this human collective consciousness that we're all subjected to and so as soon as we start to um our authentic path is not in resonance with this we're going to start manifesting these things Things that are supposed to be triggers to let us know that something is in dysfunction and how I teach this is if you're not living at a 10 and dr. dr. Irvin and I were talking about this last night on our on our Thursday show it's like if you're not living a 10 if you can't take a look at your life physically emotionally mentally right now and say you're not somewhere floating between a 9 and a 10 every day there is something you are not paying attention to. And so, you know, where are you on the mountain, number one? Are you, ha are you in complete clarity to who you are authentically and what you're supposed to be doing and what makes your heart sore and what makes you feel like the most divine version, the most free, right? So to me, it was always freedom. How did I, how did I label? What was, what felt like divinity when I felt free, when I felt like, I could be me um, through my physical, emotional, mental. And there was a time and place when I felt so free um, doing a career path and I could still be me and create what I wanted to create and be uh, and feel successful. And, and there was a level of that, but then there became a time when I no longer felt free to um, live my expression in that place. So I had to let go of that so that I could step into the next level of myself. And, and so however you want to identify whatever word it is, if it's happiness, if it's love, if it's joy, if it's freedom, like you have to figure out what the seed of your authentic expression. And again, I know that's like a big word, but like, not to just, uh, when we say authentic so what makes you you right and that's the hardest question right that's how we start our journey up the mountain it's asking who am i and what am i made for and so if you've asked that question if you felt this if you've had any connection to this you don't have to know you all you have to know is do i <laughs> 
Am I a 10? Am I living between a 9 and a 10? Am I, can I, uh, can I hold happiness or f the feeling of being free, living just life in a, in a connected way? Or if not, if there, if I can't say I'm resonant with that, then what is it in my field right now that I am co-creating? Because again, it's not negative. It's if you're the person <laughs> going out after work because work is no longer serving you and you're going to, you know, smoke pot or drink alcohol or cocaine, who knows if you're an upper or downer or whatever it is. Um, if you're doing that because life at work, which you're dedicating so much of your energy and time to, that's for most humans, it's at least eight hours a day. If that's no longer serving you and you're compensating for that externally once you're out of work through whatever way you need a numb or you need to feel like you have some kind of exhilaration or excitement in life, whatever it is, it could be cheating on a spouse because that gives you a rise, whatever it is, it's not bad. Just recognize that, that when we go to these extremes, it's showing us that there's a deficiency within this authentic core of who we are because you, you could be the nomad backpacker on the hill with no, no monetary anything to your name and be the happiest, um, most connected version of yourself because you're in pure trust. And, and I know this isn't everybody's version of it, but you know, whatever that version of freedom is to you, what is it? And so if, if money equals freedom for you, or so a lot of times, oh, let's see, I used to do this. This is taking me way back. Let's see if I can tap back into this. Um, so I used to have to figure out what was at the seed of my authenticity by saying to myself, okay, well right now, what am I seeking? Okay, so for me it was money, right? So right now I want money. Okay, why do I want money? I want money because money gives me the ability to do what I want. Okay, well, doing what I want, what do I want? Why right now do I wanna do what I want? And and to me, so I wanna win a million dollars because if I can win a million dollars, I can quit this job that I'm not happy with because it's taking up so much of my time and I'd rather be painting, right? And so, I, if I can just have money, it'll afford me the ability to uh, pursue my own passions and do what I want to do and not do what somebody else is telling me to do. Okay, so then, well, why aren't you doing what you want to do? Well, if I did what I wanted to do, if I just wanted to paint, I can't make a living off of that. And so I need money, right? So we, okay, well, let's just put ourselves into, okay, if you could paint and make money, how would that feel to you? What is that? And I, and to me, it always boiled down to, oh my God, that would be freedom. That would be the most freeing expression. If I could just paint and create day in and day out, and that would be my living truest expression. And so if we question, you know, right now, outside of ourselves, what are we wanting that we don't have? right? If it's a better relationship, if it's money, if it's, um, if it's happiness, if it's health, right? What is this? And so you start with the very physical and then you go into the emotional of it. And as you get into the physical, so if it's a better relationship, well, why, why do I want a better relationship? Because the relationship I'm in is crap. It makes me feel it makes me feel trapped. It makes me feel like I'm serving the person I come home to. I feel, it makes me feel like I'm walking on eggshells. I can't be myself. I can't be this person. Well, okay. So, and you just keep drilling this, this thought process down until you figure out it, cause it's all about you. So anytime you're labeling, well, they're just so, they're so angry and they always make me feel so little and, and, and stupid and like, I'm not worth being there and okay, well, so how are you being a component, a connected component of this and what's it doing to you? Well, it's making me feel unworthy. It's making me feel stupid. It's making me feel less than myself. Okay, well, what do you want? Well, I want to feel free. So, okay, in that space, what is it? Is it speaking? Have you spoken your mind? And so when you boil it down to a point of questioning that you can't go any further, write that statement down or write wherever you are with it when you can't question yourself deeper 
And then when you get to that, well, they, they always just put me down and they're always telling me what to do and what to say and what to think. And, and I, I can't handle this anymore. They're making me feel like I'm going to just break. I'm going to rip in half and break. And so, okay, that's the point you're at. So what does that person do to get out of it, right? So for me, the artist, like if, if you could be paid and create, what would that be? So for this person who's being broken down and belittled and, and, and whatever it is, whatever those attributes are, okay, so what would it be if you could feel like you were a, a one half of a whole in this relationship and you could live and speak your truth? And then what is that? So I would feel empowered, okay? So empowerment, that's what you're seeking, right? Freedom, that's what I was seeking. So there's these these attributes that reside within all of us and we can boil it down just through kind of backtracking what's happening in our physical and what what things are, um, here is my phone, what things are, um, <laughs> what things are uh, really, um, and how do I say this, giving us charge in our, in our reality. Because again, to me, if there's anything that's, um, and to, let's see, how do I explain this? Charge is like, I feel it, so personally, I feel it like cords of attachment into my body. And if somebody's able to give me charge, that means that um, oh, when something said, it instantly gives me that kind of gut sensation like, oh my God, what did I do? Am I wrong here? Did I say something wrong? Am I going to be viewed as, as something bad? Or, or um, you know, so charge is this like, oh, what I am isn't good enough or, oh my God, did I ever set my bounds? Am I being tactless again? Am I speaking truths that people aren't ready to hear? So anything that gives you charge takes you out of feeling in complete connection and like you're in your power and it makes you feel like you've done something wrong. You are wrong. You've, you know, you've overstepped in some way. And so um, anything that gives you charge or takes you out of that still point, that center point, within yourself um, is a place to start. So find all these places. I'd say if you can write down all those things in your external reality that are giving you charge, they might have names, they might be people, it might be political things, you know, anything that can give you ri a rise, that's a good way to put it too, like that can get you um, in that kind of like just again it can give you rise it can stimulate you in a way that that you don't and it's not that you don't like because <laughs> a lot of the patterns we end up getting into but that takes us out of our natural state of harmony joy happiness and balance and so write down those people write down those things if it's your home right walking into your home your environment and every time you walk in you just get this funk and it's like oh this place is not supporting me. I'm in a horrible neighborhood. I'm in fear of, of this place. And maybe it was broken into at some point. And every time you walk in, you feel violated. You feel vulnerable, right? So anything can give us charge that takes us out of our authenticity. And in, in all of those connections that give you charge, that's where you need to start. This is the, the physical plane of existence. This is starting the, and it's not even starting, but we all constantly are walking up and down this mountain. And my goal is to get you living a 10 where if you're get, given charge, if you get these these points of, um, of connection where people are able to charge you up about something, um, it's basically a point where I want you to be in that, feel where you're still giving energy or, or giving parts of yourself away. And then I want you to be able to recoup within that in within a few hours or know that, hey, this person was able to... to stimulate this in me again and I don't like that because it took me out of my authenticity and I want you to catch that cycle within hours you know instead of living weeks months years in this cycle of getting charged um, and then going into some emotional reaction or completely disassociating from whatever it is that they're charging you over because you've become so numb to it or you're compensating for it with alcohol, drugs, you know, um, I'm just, those are like very simple examples. Maybe you 
you know, continue to leave the home and you, you know, you go out and run for three hours because you're disassociating from the, the charge that you're getting in your home life. Or maybe you take it out on your kids or maybe, you know, there's, I mean, God, we can do this, humans do this in every way possible. Um, and so I want you to write down the places where you're still being charged. And then have those at least be key points of awareness for you that I'm, I'm still giving my power away and people are able to take me out of my authenticity. So once you do that, now it's a, it's a not only subconsciously because people are able to charge us through our subconscious and create reactions within us, um, but also this, this basically then now becomes a conscious um, pro, uh, a conscious connection that we have and when we are conscious about those areas that are taking us out of our authenticity, we're more quick to understand that somebody just did this to me again or was able to get me to step out of who I am typically. And so what will happen is you'll get instantly triggered by the emotion because again, we're, we're walking from the base camp at the base of the mountain to plateau one, which is right up there in the canopy of the trees. We're starting to see the light, which is consciousness. We still are dealing with shadow, which is this density. And so, and in all of this, it's divine. Remember, we are attached to the people in this life that we're attached to because they're helping us to learn how to become more authentic. And if you can see everybody is just the most divine teacher of your life, <laughs> whether you hate them, love them, if they're murderers, if they're the antichrist, if they're whatever, anybody you're connected to in your reality is an angel teaching you in this life to step into and claim your authenticity. So because you're in resonance. So if you hate the people you're connected to right now, you, you, they're basically just a reflection of you. And we're gonna be totally honest in saying that because in heart resonance, we, in, in, this, in this physical reality, like attracts like, you've all heard that, go study your quantum entanglement. Um, we even talk about this with mirror neurons, right? So study this on every level and layer if you want, biology if you want. Uh, 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 astrophysics to explain this to you go search it it'll it'll prove it to you in every realm of science out there but like a attracts like it's just a natural phenomenon that happens within this this beautiful world we're all in and so you are in resonance to the vibration and frequency of people that are surrounding you and so if you do not like that resonance and that frequency you better change yourself because those people are just the angels reflecting to you what it is that you're in resonance with so if it's not you anymore and that's our whole focus of today how do we get from being in density and an unconscious you know subconscious programs and getting triggered all the time and not living a 10 and I'll give you from 9 to 10 not living from between 9 and 10 life experience right or this I'm gonna label it joy freedom feeling completely happy and in love and joyful and so excited you feet your feet hit the ground and you're like I am a 9 today and I can accomplish whatever I want if you're not doing that every single day and you're waking up going Oh my God, I have to deal with this again. There is density in your path and it is being, cre being created through you, with you, by you. It is you. Everything dense that you're labeling as somebody else's problem, it is you. It is your problem because you still align to it and you're numbing yourself. You're, you're, you're detaching from it. You're allowing the pattern to co-create in your reality every day. So get out of the hamster wheel. Get out of the monotony of like, saying oh well this is just my life this is what I've been assigned hell no it is not you're choosing it every single day you're human you have free will and so own it like <laughs> own it accept it find out where you're given charge outside of yourself which means where you're being taken out of your authenticity and then once you do that you're able to consciously know when you're being charged and then what emotion you step into, because the emotion will show you where you're repeating a pattern. So if the emotion is indifference, um, then you know you've completely indifferent. So a friend told me once, uh, they were talking about a marriage. 
and about love and she said uh, he, he was getting marriage advice or something and and this woman said you know the worst emotion you can feel in a relationship is indifference because it means you don't even you can't even hold the vibration of love anymore and so that's basically this disassociation complex right when you've completely checked out of it and you're like I'm willing to let this pattern run its course as long as it needs to and I'm just checked out I'm just gonna be a part of whatever happens just because I don't want to make any changes I'm scared to make changes I'm I'm indifferent and that means you're basically indifferent to your own path your own life and everything that's co-creating through you as well and so uh, in that in indifference we're not even able to connect to any kind of vibration of love happiness contentment you know I asked that person what what number do you do you on average hold what's your happiness scale holding right or anyways uh, that was a rabbit hole anyways so so after you get the emotion right so is it jealousy is it fear is it control is it um, is it grief is it guilt is it manipulation what what are you being triggered by what are you feeling and then you start that questioning process why you know if I what is it what do I want to change this you know go to the wants why do I want to change this what is it that I want to change about it or how if this was perfect how would it look to me and then start asking yourself well what is it that you know that I'm not honoring in myself what is it that I'm not allowing so for me and back to the artist and the painting like all I want to do is create all I want to do is be creative paint to sculpt to do all these things and but that person can't make money and so if that person made money then what would that feel like it'd be freedom so find ways to give yourself freedom and to honor that within yourself because this is the next plateau when we understand that what I'm seeking is freedom we then align to the freedom vibration the freedom frequency and then when we do that, anything that's not matching that level of freedom, what we're attaching to our authentic quality, we start to see it for what it is. And then in frequency, like attracts like. So those things that no longer align to your frequency, your vibration will naturally fall off. And those things that align to that and support that will naturally get attracted to you. And this is how you start to change your reality. This is how you start to gain clarity um, at that next plateau level where you're now in almost control and understanding of emotions as the language to show you where you're still allowing people to trigger you and not trigger you. So today, to wrap up, we have talked about how to go from your base camp level of being in the density, running the hamster wheel of life, how to start to shift that to basically step into this second plane of awareness. Now you're higher on the mountain and you're seeing with more clarity everything that's underneath you. And you can tell when things are trying to pull you down back into that shadow, into that density. And you're gonna choose through the emotional triggers you have what you're aligning to. You know that it's okay to feel all of the dense emotions, jealousy, fear, grief, guilt, anger. It's okay to feel those as long as you don't get stuck in them and allow them to make you so dense that you slip down the mountainside. It's okay to feel those emotions as long as you use them as wisdom to tell you that I'm stepping out of my authenticity and the quicker that you can catch the fact that you're stepping out of your authenticity means that you're living these cycles of clarity uh, or of consciousness uh, conscious expansion, conscious evolution, quicker and quicker. And so the quicker we can transition those feelings of density into realigning to who we are authentically, we allow all things to now resonate with us in our vibration and all the things that are dense will begin to fall away. I always said I never, never needed to make a choice in my external reality. Um, like, do I have to choose to let go of a friend or not? No. As long as I'm stepping into my reality and owning my stuff, naturally things will either move out of my field or they'll come into my field. And this is how we become co-creators of our own field, co-creators of our own destiny and start to live in those higher vibration numbers of nines and tens daily because we're so inspired by the things that we're doing and how it's affecting not only us, but then in resonance with all the things that are connecting to us. So thank you so much for another beautiful Friday. Thanks for honoring me here at Karma Radio. My name's Genesee, 
Um, and I just started doing on the app, the Chakra Deck app, which is free. You can download it on Apple or iTunes, no, Apple or Android. Um, it's called Chakra Deck. And you can download um, that for free. And then in that, there's daily guidance. So I just started doing a really cool um, daily practice. And it's a really short meditation. And then after the meditation, I do a quick read of the energy coming in and then give kind of a, um, an intention for the day. And so it's, uh, it's a really great way to shift um, your reality. So everything, um, if you feel like you're in kind of a hamster wheel, sometimes it takes changing that hamster wheel, getting on a different, a different path instead of running the same path. And so daily practices to me are one of the best ways that we can start to shift and change what we want to change in our life, even if we don't know what it is we want to shift to. And so I started doing that for, um, for people. Oh, and I see a ladybug crawling across the keyboard right now. So it's lucky today. Everybody, I hope, uh, has a great lucky day. And uh, until next Friday, thank you, everyone.